Heavenly Father, you invited us here today to slow down, to be reminded of the fact that we can wait on you and that you are our soul's satisfaction. You feed us, you nourish us with your word and, and with fellowship, brothers and sisters in Christ, as we do this thing called life together. Heavenly Father, as we share uh, and, and reflect on, on a very familiar Bible story, uh, Lord, I pray that you would touch lives where it absolutely needs to be touched. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to let the praise team make their way to where they're going to be sitting for this portion of worship. And I'm going to share just that reflection that Jesus speaks to, to Martha. He says, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. And, and Mary has chosen the good portion, and that's not going to be taken away from her. I knew that this Bible reading was coming up for this weekend's worship and that I was preaching. And so as I was preparing to, to reflect on what it is that I believe the Lord would have us learn today, I, I was actually taken back to a life lesson that I learned or actually needed to relearn uh, back in mid-April or so. And I'm going to share that with you. But as I do, please know that this makes me extremely vulnerable Mid-April, you would think after Easter around here at the church, uh, things would slow down at least a little bit at the church level, right? We're gearing up for summer and, and ministries tend to wind down. But that was the farthest thing from the truth for, for many of us here on staff. Mid-April, this particular week, I found myself here in the office five nights this particular week. Five nights out of seven. On that fifth day when I was recognizing that I need to be once again in the office for whatever ministry need there was at that particular time, I said, I'm going to make my way home for, for lunch. I know I'm not going to be able to stay long, but at least I can get home. And so I made my way into the house, through the garage, into the kitchen, and it was lunchtime. And, and at that point, my daughter Daviana was sitting in her chair, and my wife was feeding her. And Daviana didn't look my way when I walked in the door. She simply raised her hands up in the air and says, Bye-bye, Daddy. God used that little voice in a three-word phrase to let me know my priorities were out of whack. And here I thought I was doing kingdom work. My little girl, as I was walking in the door, was already ready for me to leave. As a dad, as a husband, when you face your shortcomings like that, it can break you. It literally, actually, it figuratively dropped me to my knees, but it absolutely humbled me. Man, I've been getting it wrong. My priorities are out of whack. You see, God would have us do it this way. Our relationship first to him. And then if we are fortunate to be married, we have a spouse, that relationship comes next. So God, spouse, children, then everything else. Why do I share that with you? Well, I've been in this congregation serving as a pastor for a little over seven years, and, and I think you've realized by now that I'm a work in progress, right? But, hey, I'm, I'm surrounded by works in progress. 
For me, I've been struggling uh, throughout my adult life with something called workaholism and, and even people-pleasing, and, and God is using various people, my daughter here, to shape and mold uh, me and, and to help me grow more into a relationship with our Lord in, in a balanced Christian life. What is it for you? Where are you a, a work in progress? I can't see anybody. I just know that there's voices out there because these lights are so bright, right? So I'm not going to ask you to share your hands, but, but just reflect on this for just a, a few moments. We've, we're, we're now out of this pandemic, or at least it feels like we are, and, and who here whose life is just nuts like, like we never did have a shutdown, Right? I've heard the stories, I've talked with some of the, the parents, especially during the, the school year, right, where you have uh, an event on that side of town, right, and you're, you're, you have to divide because while your child needs to be over here, child number two needs to be way over there or maybe even out of town uh, for that event. And so you as husband and wife, while you're trying to balance their needs, you're, you're passing each other in the night, and if you get a chance to say hello to one another, that's a lot, your life is out of balance. You're a work in progress. Or I've also had conversations and I've seen this also where maybe you're in that generation where you're raising up a generation under your roof and yet you have to care for an aging or ailing parent and so what you are is you're sandwiched in between their needs and you don't even know how to catch your breath and you feel your life is a little out of whack. You are a work in progress. So it's good that we're here to be reminded of a very familiar Bible story that God records for all time for, for us to learn from so that we can live life and live it to the full the way he would have us do. Today, I, there are some lessons that we can draw from between Mary and, and Martha. There, there's two different approaches that these ladies have for approaching life at least being in the presence of Jesus at this moment. And, and, and well, Martha doesn't quite get it right, and, and Mary seems to get it right, but guess what, folks? Mary is a work in progress also. So here she gets it right, but a little later in Scripture, both Mary and Martha struggle with what God's up to when their brother dies. And they both say, Lord, where have you been? If you were here, he wouldn't have died, right? So they both are work in progress. But here, Mary seems to get it right, and we're going to take a look at that just a little bit later. But what is Martha doing? Where's her starting spot? How does her life get out of balance, especially when she's in the presence of Jesus here? Well, first, I think it's good to recognize that her perspective, her starting spot, her worldview, the lens that she's approaching life with is to follow the Trinity. And it's not the Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. No, it's the Trinity of me, myself, and I. It's an unhealthy Trinity that we follow. Anybody there? Sometimes we just see everything that's going around the, the world and, and we look into ourselves. We, we're, we care about what is happening to us and, and boy, it, it, we make it all about us. Well, that's what Martha's doing. She, she thinks she's doing God's work. She's busy. She's trying to serve dinner and, and oh man, but the problem is, is there's obstacles in the way to the kingdom work that she wants to do and she's fallen into several traps and I'm gonna share those with you, okay? Because maybe you've fallen into these traps as well. They all start this time with the letter C. There's four of them. The first trap that we fall into when our life is out of balance is comparing, 
We look around and we go, at least I'm not as bad as that person sitting next to me. But I look over there and I see their life looks like it's all together. I guess you're the good section today. Right? I want what they have. But the reality is, is, as I'm willing to guess that some of you are wearing masks also and you really haven't wanted anybody else to see the, the places where you're work in progress because it can be challenging and that's true for all of us. Right? So we compare, it puts an obstacle in the way of the kingdom work that God would have us do. Martha, Lord, do you see the work that I'm doing for you? My sister's just sitting at your feet, she's lazy. Okay, that's the Sean Finsky interpretation. Right? What else, what other trap does Martha fall into? She starts to compete. She competes for Jesus' affection, Jesus' attention, and Jesus is freely willing to give it to her, and yet she thinks she has to justify it by, by showing all the stuff that she's doing. She's competing. She's pointing out that her sister isn't doing what she thinks she needs to be doing, and she's competing, trying to show herself to be the better person. And, and we fall into the trap and not have effective kingdom work when we do that. And guess what? Churches do it all the time. We compete with other churches. Oh, I love their ministry and, and, and we got to be better than them, right? Rather than celebrating the fact that they have a strength over there and we have a strength here and we as a whole, a collective whole, can do kingdom work together. We compete with one another. Lord, do you see what I'm doing here for you? Do you not care, Lord? that my sister is sitting at your feet, can you tell her to help me? She's competing for Jesus' affection, but she's also doing another thing, which is another trap. She's criticizing or complaining. And when life doesn't go the way we think it needs to go, or when it's, when it's <laughs> out of balance, we have a tendency to start to complain or, or criticize. And it puts an obstacle in the way of the kingdom work that God would have us do. We are ineffective. But really what does this all boil down to? Is our desire to be in control. And our desire to be in control is the ultimate trap. It tries to place us in charge, us on the throne. And it's an absolute illusion. Mary, excuse me, Martha was trying to control Jesus' reaction. Lord, do you not care? Lord, do you see what I'm doing here? Lord, she's trying to manipulate Jesus into seeing that she's doing a good thing and Jesus didn't have any of it. Now, Jesus could have crushed her in that sinfulness, but he didn't. He said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about a lot of things. Mary's chosen a good thing, and that's not going to be taken from her. So what does Jesus do? Martha, you're invited to be still. You're invited to just sit and soak in and learn. She, she had fallen into the traps. She was comparing, she was competing, she was criticizing, and she was trying to control. How does that play out for you and for me? Well, okay, so I have a tendency to be a people pleaser. I've already showed, talked about that, right? What is people pleasing? Well, it's an attempt to control. 
I want to control what you think of my reputation or who I am. And so, yeah, I will jump in and do, if you ask me to do something, a tendency to say, I'll say yes, because I want to have a, a good relationship here, right? But the reality is, is I'm manipulating. As we try to people please, and, and we maybe shortchange what we really want, and we're not truthful in our speaking with one another, we're manipulating. We're trying to control your reaction and your thoughts of us. And it puts an obstacle into the way of the work that God would have us do together. Because one of us is living a lie. Control. We need to let go. Control is simply an illusion. Now Mary seems to get that. Mary is not focused on herself. Jesus Christ is the object of her attention and her affection and she's sitting at Jesus' feet. She's recognizing in this moment she has a chance to just be in worship and prayer and praise and just be thankful for what the Lord has done for her. She's soaking it all in. It's what God wants us to do from time to time. To just wait for him. And, and as we sang in that psalm a little while ago, Psalm 130, to let him be our soul's satisfaction. And we can't do that when we're trying to control or manipulate or compare or compete or criticize. Jesus says it this way in John 6. He's, it's the bread of life passage. He goes, listen, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent them draws him. He says, I will raise you up on the last day. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. He goes on to say this, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. What is he saying? Your father chased after the things of the world, thinking that would be your soul's satisfaction and they died. This bread that comes down from heaven so that my, no one, excuse me, no, whoever eats of it may not die. I'm the living bread that came down from heaven, and if any eats of this bread, they'll live forever. Jesus wants to satisfy our soul. He wants to nourish us. He wants to feed us. He wants to rejuvenate us. And we need to have that as our starting spot before we ever go out and try and do any kind of work. That's why he says, first the relationship with me, then that vocation of spouse, then that vocation of parent, and then everything else follows. We get that out of whack, we're out of balance. But Jesus invites us in. He reaches out. He teaches us a lesson again and again and again. Here's another area where, where Mary seems to get it right. She recognizes that her worth, her value, comes from the creator. The one that gave her life. The one that breathed his life into her and, and speaks to her. That's where her value and her sense of worth comes from. It's not somebody else's expectation or reputation or what they think of you. We, that's nothing. Mary recognizes that her worth, her sense of purpose, her sense of direction, her guiding light is Jesus Christ. Jesus makes her worthy. She's a work in progress. She has flaws. We have flaws. But Jesus doesn't hold us against those flaws against us. He, he gives us his life, his blood, his righteousness, right? And that's what God sees. Yeah, we are work in progresses, but in God's eyes, we are holy, dearly loved, and beautiful. 
And then what is Mary able to do then? With that strength, with that confidence, with that security in who she is in Jesus Christ, then she's able to go out and do the work that God has given her to do. She's able to go out and serve. She doesn't over-serve. It's not all about looking good in the eyes of everybody else. She's doing it out of a response to what Jesus has done for her. She's a forgiven child of God and empowered to go make a difference in the kingdom. And that's what we get to do. We are forgiven children of God. We recognize that our worth comes from Jesus Christ, our creator, right? And then we recognize that the people that God puts in our life are also equally as worthy, equally given life, and we can do life together. Kingdom work side by side, showing how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. The world wants you to value possessions. The world wants you to value work. The world wants to, you to be a value to the world until you're not. And then it's going to put you on a shelf. You're useless to it. Jesus has a different sense of value. He values you. He wants you to have faith in him, so he sends his Holy Spirit to continually to chase after you, to teach you lessons over and over again. Yes, those lessons that need to get through this thick thing up here. He wants you to value his word, those quiet times where you get to spend time with him. Jesus says it this way to Martha, and, and he could say it to me, and he could say it to each of you. He says, Martha, Martha, Sean, Sean, insert your name. You're anxious and worried about a lot of things. Mary chose what is good. That's not going to be taken away from her. My brothers and sisters in Christ, let's soak up what Jesus has to give to us purely out of his love, his mercy, and his compassion, his grace. Let's, let's let that be our starting spot. Let's let that be our strength and our security as we work to do the work that Jesus has given us to do. Let's pause from time to time, not every once in a while. Let's meet on a regular basis, shoulder to shoulder, in a place like this, where we can dive into God's word and we can hear hard truths and we can be shaped and molded by a God that cares deeply for us and wants us to have life and have it to the full. And then empowered in that, then we can go out into the community here in Frankenmuth, beyond these borders, out doing everything that God has given us to do, serving him with gladness and joy, showing how beautiful it is to live with him. That's the call of the church. So recognize that's our mission field, but we can't go there unless we're good here first. Amen? Amen. May God who has begun this good work and you bring it to the completion of the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.